what do, how do you want your audience to perceive you you know that's really really important and and again how do you perceive yourself what's the story we talk about story storytelling stories are you know th those those words we hear endlessly but you know it, it's not just about the story you're you're telling about your brand about your ideas about about the future about a service it, it starts with the story in your head about yourself how do you see yourself Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. Have you guys ever had a prospect tell you yes, but then disappear off the face of the earth? Or maybe you've given someone on your team very clear instructions just to find out that they actually did the opposite. I know that I've struggled with these challenges more than I would like to admit. And I really wanted to learn a better way to read my customers, my team, and the most important people in my life so that I could communicate with them more effectively. And the most powerful way that I found to do this is to learn to read body language and micro expressions. You see, their body and expressions will tell you the truth about how they really feel even when their words do not. It's an incredibly powerful skill to learn and one that I want you to learn. And that's why I partnered with the leaders in body language training for business people to offer you a free six-week e-course on body language and micro-expressions. In this free course, you'll learn what micro-expressions are, why are they so powerful, how to spot them, and then how to read them. You'll learn how to make accurate readings, which is so important. You'll learn body language with a big focus on positive body language to understand when things are going really well. You'll learn how to read minds in real time and actually see a demonstration of this. And maybe most importantly, you'll learn how to spot lies and so much more. These folks have trained over 50,000 business leaders and the work has been published in the Harvard Business Review. The concepts have been proven to boost EQ by 10% and sales by 20%. So this is really powerful stuff, guys, that you'll definitely want to check out. So you can sign up for your free six-week e-course at bodylanguagemastery.gregjrice.com. Again, that's bodylanguagemastery.gregjrice.com. And make sure you guys go check that out to ensure that you're never left wondering what happened to that sale or why your team member did the opposite of what you expected them to. What's up, guys? Today, I got to speak with Peter Hopwood. Peter is a global speaking coach. He's coached folks on giving wonderful presentations all across the globe. He's also a seasoned TEDx coach and an international host and MC. So we talked about a lot of things related to how to be a great speaker, right? And I'd say the core topic was the importance of having confidence in yourself and how to get there. We also talked about how to manage your nonverbal communication on stage and really how important it is and, and how to tell a great and powerful and compelling story. So if you do any sort of speaking, you're not going to want to miss this episode. So check it out. Peter, welcome to the Art of Communication. Really excited to get the chat today. Listen, I'm, I'm glad, really happy to be here and, and having this, this transatlantic exchange right now in January. 
2021. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. We can't travel transatlantically as much as we'd like to these days, but you we can do it virtually. It's the, it's the next best thing. So, so there we have it. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, I'm always excited to get to talk to speaking coaches particularly because I get a lot of questions about um, how to get better at speaking, how to speak more effectively, how to get over stage fright, all those kinds of things. So I want to make sure that we dive into them. But I always like to start at the beginning and just get a feel for how you got into speaking originally. Yeah, very simply, um, in the jobs that I used to do many years ago, we're talking like 25 years ago and, and even further, I was kind of always always in the forefront and having to you know speak directly with with customers the public and 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 put my voice out there some of the time i was good at it some of the time i, I didn't feel too good at it either but as time progressed again the, the kind of jobs and the career that i kind of moved into in terms of presenting a lot of presentation skills a lot of presentations in a sales role that i had many years ago mm-hmm. just gave me the confidence to to keep presenting and keep sharing ideas and and also kind of almost fascinated by the way of of the small things you can change to to shine even better so so small things you can change in in how you feel in how you you know the way you say things the way you move what you're thinking about the, the changes in the words you say can mean such a big difference in the perception of other people about you and your message. But it's not about controlling or influencing or persuading uh, as per se. It's more about just showing up the best you can and making sure you've always, you're always on the front foot and giving your, you know, increasing your chances of success. So I was fascinated with that. And, and as time went on, I, I, I started more, more to dive into, into uh, communications training, soft skills skills training. And uh, over the last 10 years or so, it's, it's been all about helping people to show up on stage, show up where they need to show up to and for, um, sharing the right messages, finding the right stories and sharing those stories in the right way. So that's, that's a kind of whistle-stop tour of how I got here today. Love it. Love it. A lot of stuff that I'd like to dive into. One of the places, as you mentioned, small things people can do. And you mentioned a few buckets there, right? You talked about how they feel, how they manage their body, maybe tonality, the words they're using. I'd love to dive a bit into each of those buckets. So let's start with kind of just how you feel and I guess how you come, how how you get ready to present confidently and how you bring yourself to the table. What are some of the tips in, in that arena? Sure. Uh, I would say I would I would actually even say this is like the number one thing, the number one area to kind of hit upon, to to tackle, to to think about even before you've done anything is, is really get it up here, get up here, get that, you know, get the thoughts of, of how you're going to present, why you're presenting, who you're presenting to. You know that what's the outcome you want to to share with your audience what do, how do you want your audience to perceive you you know that's really really important and and again how do you perceive yourself what's the story we talk about story storytelling stories are you know that those those words we hear endlessly but you know it, it's not just about the story you're you're telling about your brand about your ideas about about the future, about service. It starts with the story in your head about yourself. How do you see yourself? 
I ask you now, Greg, how how do you or how two questions? How do you want people to perceive you through this podcast? Yeah. Share with me now just a couple of adjectives, just just like what comes to mind. How do you want not necessarily the truth of 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 reality, (laughs) just how would you want people to perceive you through this podcast? I think a couple adjectives there, passionate, excited, genuine, and and knowledgeable, but understanding that I'm building that knowledge over time. Okay. Okay. So these are great adjectives. These and and you probably feel as, as when you start saying those words and thinking of those words and those adjectives probably probably start to feel a little tingle in terms of what they mean and hopefully that's that's what you're projecting then the next question i would ask you probably would be how do you actually well actually you don't have to answer answer this but just just think about it how do you perceive yourself how how do you think you come across Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd ask you that and then you would tell me and then maybe some of those things would be the same as how other how you think other people see you. Maybe some of those things would be more or less. And then my job would really be to come in and and our conversations at the beginning would be trying to find a way where those two two areas match and then work on the areas to, to, to move forward. So. So essentially, the story in your head about how you perceive yourself, how you perceive others, how you judge others, that's a really, really big area. So how you judge others is is often connected to the way you feel others judge you. Uh So the idea of of anxiety and how people judge us when we're on stage, it's it's in fact, it's so it's so interesting that a lot of people who have the real high anxiety are often they often perhaps have a high judgment a high snap judgment of other people so it's it's connected in many many ways so the first thing is yeah getting comfortable with who you are trying to even though you you may not be and that's okay you we can't do this in the you know snap our fingers and then suddenly we're confident suddenly we're we're strong and we're shining and we're great presenters. It doesn't work that way. It's a process. But as long as we're starting to feel aware, it's about, I think a lot of it is is awareness. So figuring out in your head where you want to be, why you're doing what you're doing, you know, what's the value you're going to share? You know, what is the fact? Va- I'll ask you again another question, Greg. What's the value of this podcast? <laughs> If I was to ask you now, what is the, in two sentences, what is the value in this podcast for people listening or watching this on YouTube? What would you say? To help leaders and and business owners improve upon what they're doing by improving upon their foundational communication skills. Okay, great. So conversations and through those conversations, people can, can take away ideas, insights, inspire them. It can help them think about things, maybe reflect on themselves about certain issues mm-hmm. that can take them to the next step in in where they want to be. So, so your outcome clearly, your outcome is is really defined. Not not defining that at the beginning, if you're if you're going to speak or present, is is um is not good at all. So you really need to define that outcome. What is the value? What are you going to share? What is it? Why should people listen to you? Mm-hmm. Nobody owes you their time. Nobody owes you their time to listen to you. It doesn't matter who you are, 
well, okay, maybe if you're if you're really famous and and people already you've already got a great strong reputation and and there are other things involved, other factors. But generally, most of us on this planet, you know, there's there's no reason why we should give somebody the, our time unless we know we're going to get some something from it, some value. So people listen to this, they already know they've maybe they've seen perhaps the title, they've maybe seen who the guest is, they've got the topic. And that's that they're here because that interests them. They're here because they 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 feel hopefully they'll get the value. <laughs> we'll see. But by the end of this 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 exchange that we're having together over the next sixty minutes or so, is going to give give them something they want, and that's worth their time. So always remember, no one no one uh, needs to listen to you. No one should listen to you until you give them the value. And once you've got that in your head at the beginning in terms of the mindset that is going to shape pretty much everything else without that you're you're just like a, a headless chicken on a on a farm running around so <laughs> or that, anywhere a headless chicken running around anywhere <laughs> <laughs> so that um i think that gives us a lot of focus for how to create the vision maybe for what we want to talk about how do we take that step though and develop that confidence so we're excited to get up there. And, and as part of that, how do we get over that stage fright that I think we all feel a little bit? Yeah. So the, the, in terms of confidence, confidence, it, it's very, it's quite complicated in many ways. But also, I think in other ways, we make it too complicated because it's, it's essentially trusting ourselves or trusting ourselves that we can do something, that we have the ability uh, and competence to do something now clearly if we've done something before if we've done something if we do something many many times many times whatever it is so i don't know have you got a hobby greg what's one of your hobbies what are you good at greg uh, my hobbies are chasing around my kids primarily right Tra chasing around your kid there you go chasing around your kids now when you began to chase around your kids i'm sure like chickens running around just the, the same, <laughs> on a farm however the more you do it the more you get you know you know where you're going to run you know where they're going to run you know the kind of things where you know which areas of the home they're going to they're going to kind of jump into you know how you're going to maybe react in terms of the reactions you're going to share when they do something that you don't like or how they're going to react but the more you do it the more you do something the more confident you get at it mm -hmm. right so the more you do something, the more confident you get at it. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you get better at it. It's a really important point. You don't get better at something just by doing it many, 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 many times. You get more confident in your brain because your brain tells you, you know, I've done this. I've done this many times. Think about somebody who's been in the job for years and years and years. They've been in that job for years. The same thing, years and years, you know. So establish, that, that whole thing about established 1762 or 18 whatever it is or it, we've been around for a hundred years that's great but at the end of the day if you've been doing the same thing and not progressing and not learning and not maybe listening to feedback and not being aware of of things that are going on you're not gonna you're not actually gonna get better so the confidence part comes into it when we talk about experience when you've done it so the more you do so the more you speak, the more you put yourself in situations where 
it feels uncomfortable it feels odd it doesn't feel great the nerves start to hit but the more you do that the more you the more your body tells you actually it isn't as bad as it seems and the more your mind tells you it's not as bad as it seems and this the whole idea about fear of public speaking it's really not too much about fear because if you unpack it and you unlayer it a little bit more take off the letters and underneath that word you've got we've got we're left with things that me you greg everybody pretty much on this planet is dealing with rejection shame shame that we're going to look like idiots or sound like idiots or not live up to a reputation or expectation that we often we put on ourselves not not the people listening to us you know so all those things all come into play so the judgment area the judgment level of your audience we put far too much on what they think on what they're going to feel and what they're going to think and our mind often goes to naturally gets to the default default switch and so we just often we feel we're going to you know sound don't we're not going to sound good we're not going to share our messages in the right way we're going to get criticized we're going to, again rejected not valued for our messages so all those things come into play and in fact that underneath that is just simply underneath the word fear and when we get into speaking like i'm sure again before you started this podcast when did you start the podcast remind me uh spring of last year spring of last year right so that's a good you know that's a that's a year and a half of conversations exchanges again you've been doing it a long time now so you'll get i'm sure you're getting better and and lots of i know you're getting better so lots of the conversations and the way they're moving and how you're editing how you're sharing how you're moving towards value more value every time is going well but at the beginning when you put it all together when you were thinking i'm actually intrigued how long did so the, the the moment where you said to yourself oh, i'd like to i'd like to put together a podcast about communication and the moment are actually doing it how long was that period of space greg well, certainly it, it was a couple months and I, I worked specifically with with a coach who is very successful in the podcasting arena to uh, kind of understand the fundamentals of how to put together a good podcast um something i don't think i would have been able to do on my own really successfully all right so why so you went to a, so i imagine you went to a coach because if you didn't you you would have felt i'm not up to this i, I want to make i want to make this good but i don't know how to make it good and if if i did <clears throat> if i went ahead without the the guidance and the, and the coaching it probably would not be as good yeah absolutely absolutely so so that so there we have it you know so it, it's it's this kind of often the the, the self-doubt perhaps the the you know wanting to to make things better and the good thing about what you did is you were fully aware of that and you took action and you did it and you didn't i mean that's just a couple of months of of deciding yeah i'm going to do it and then and then you do it that's great because the you know so many i'm sure you speak to more podcasters than me but i mean you know it's it's um when we take the step to do it and if we haven't perhaps spoken a lot in public or or we haven't kind of put this this kind of format together before you know it you put yourself out there you put yourself out there every podcaster does it everybody who stands on a stage who who's a guest who's a speaker we're out there to be judged 
-hmm. you know we're out there to be judged and letting people judge you is actually a good thing and remembering that everybody has the rights to judge us everybody has the right to judge us and and knowing that certainly for me it it, it, it gives me this kind of sense of okay that's cool because i judge people i don't judge people as, as much as i used to so doing what i do is helps me you know suspend my judgment really to start with and it's better that way because i'm not i'm not jumping in and, and making a snap judgment you know so letting people judge you and it's okay that people can judge you that's fine i do but always just remember again going back to the first part of our conversation it's all about the value knowing that you're going to share the value knowing that you're going to share something people want and you believe that and you feel about that you feel for that people are going to feel that as well does that answer your question <laughs> it does indeed it's and a it's damn long answer isn't it <laughs> <laughs> no it's certainly helpful though it's, it, it always amazes me the personal psychology the importance of the personal psychology behind speaking and just communicating in general uh, but to kind of switch topics a little bit I know that you talk a lot about body language and how to leverage it on stage effectively. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about that with the audience. Sure. So again, the way people, when, when people are looking at us or, or judging us or when we're speaking, they're, 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 all these signals are coming through. So our voice, how we say things, paralinguistics so so the way we say all the sounds coming out of our voice not not always words some of those things are sounds just just sounds or 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 murmurs or all those little things all those things voice right then there's clearly what we look like people are judging us by the size of our eyes our ears our facial expressions micro exp expressions um a great get you had a fantastic guest not so long ago all about you know facial id facial expressions and de detection a fantastic a really really good episode which is actually how we how we connected so um definitely if anyone's interested in that they should they should look through your look through some of the other episodes and you'll you'll find her there susan i think it is susan Ibbitt. anyway so people are looking at our facial expressions and making a story in their head about that so it's them making stories about us which is fine also they're making stories in their head about us how we express ourselves and how we how we move so one of those one of the ways which we can not control but we can start to um influence other people's perception of us is through our gestures okay and those gestures that we make, for example, right now, right now you can see, you can pretty much up to this level here. This is where my my kind of hands are kind of staying. Those of you li listening, you can't see anything. You can't see any of this. However, it's literally just below my shoulders and uh, where my eyes or top of my chest. And that's where, where you can see my hands. So, and what I'm doing with my hands, I'm using them to illustrate um, different things, different meanings so I'm, I'm pushing them forward slightly sometimes i'm putting them putting them down grabbing onto things in, in midair i'm turning things i'm using my my fingers and hands so you can in in, in hopefully a natural way <laughs> but the thing is when we do when we do this we actually sound better it's an odd thing it's an odd idea odd notion but it's very true because when we when we 
when we gesture, we can actually, it actually sends messages to our brain and then down to our throat. And, and it cut, what, how we feel is actually better. And if you don't believe me, you can try it. All you gotta do is put your hands down and, and say the same thing twice you will sound, others will see that there's something slightly different. There's more intonation often, there's more feeling, and, and, it, and it comes across from the person looking at you a little bit more, perhaps, perhaps a little bit more sincere as well. And also back to the fact of, you know, there's nothing in your hands, you see that your hands are, are open, you see that, that you can see what the hands are doing sort of shows you certainly in this position here where I'm kind of not completely giving you something, but I'm kind of showing you that, you know, there's nothing in my hands at all. I've got nothing to hide. I'm happy for you to see all of me. And, that, and that's a good thing. Showing you, for example, showing you where it's showing you this area here. So think about the most vulnerable parts of our bodies. If I was to ask you vulnerable parts of the body, it would be, they would be probably, you probably think perhaps uh, between your legs, somewhere around there, the groin area, again, which is a vulnerable part. And often we, we hide that. We often hide that when we feel other people are looking at us. And men often together, just, just in front, or ladies perhaps crossing their legs when they're waiting for a bus, for example, crossing their legs at the, at the, the bus stop. Also the chest area, making sure that's on show, Let, letting people see that. So if I, if I just covered this up, again, the idea of cross, crossing arms often is, is uh, quite misleading in terms of body language, because often we think it's, quite, it's a closed signal, but it could just mean many different things. It could mean I'm just a little bit chilly, or, or often when we think, when we're thinking hard, many of us do this, I do this. When I'm thinking, if, I, if you were to talk to me right now, and this wasn't recorded, let's say, we were just having a conversation and we were talking for quite a bit and you had something to tell me and I was like deep in, in, in thought, listening to what you were saying. I would probably go back a bit slightly and, and do this because this is kind of like a comfy, a comfortable pose for me and it helps me almost focus even more. So, so doing that is, is quite misleading, but again, not, not showing this, just another another kind of small barrier that stops people maybe getting closer to you. So the, the whole idea is to is to be as open as you can, letting people see as much as they can of you, and you can do that through through what your body does and what your gestures do. Well, I assume a lot of practice goes into that, right? And feeling comfortable up there, and thinking about how you want to leverage your body language when you're saying certain things. And, and related to that, I also want to talk a little bit about tonality, right? So how how you can leverage ton, tonality on stage to maybe command the room or engage the audience a little bit more effectively. Yeah, you, you, the the tone, the tone of of what you share of your messages, the kind of presence around you when you're saying certain things, that can mean so much, even more than the words that you say. So the meaning behind the words, you may not share that meaning if you've got the wrong, if you're not sharing the right tone. So one good exercise, one good tip for that is, is, is to really identify the tone, identify the, the emotion that you want to share. So one, one tip, one 
idea that I that um, I often do with with uh, with speakers, TEDx speakers, for example, we would look once we've got this kind of script together, we, we know what we're going to say, the chunks are there, different chunks of of uh, of text, okay, and pretty much it's pretty much not in stone, but that's pretty much what we how we're gonna how we're gonna hit this one, right? Look at each of those chunks, look at each of them, and decide, okay, well. What's the tone? What what kind of emotion would you label that that chunk with? And then and then you think a little bit more, and you think, well, okay, that that's what you know. What do I want to do at that moment? How do I want the audience to feel at that moment? Well, I want the audience maybe at the beginning, maybe to feel energized, maybe to feel excited, maybe to feel frustrated, maybe to feel curious or intrigued. And so just by labeling your, your, your chunks or your areas, they don't have to actually have to be chunks to start with. They can even be smaller. They can be even be the first couple of paragraphs, each paragraph. But if you start by chunks, it helps. Because if we do that, as soon as we start feeling that emotion, we start sharing that emotion by what we say. Because we remember our feelings far more than we do our words. And that's the same thing for the people listening to you. So if I was to ask you now, Greg, I keep asking you so I've asked you so many questions. We should be sitting in different I should be doing this <laughs> podcast. Anyway, so if I was to ask you to um think about, yeah, okay, Greg, think about your last um holiday. Can you can you think whenever whatever decade that was? <laughs> you mean like went away on vacation type of holiday? Yeah, went away on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was it was it good? That was great. It was great. Right. Tell me about just quick. Just like tell me about the stuff that you did. Yeah. You know, what happened? Tell me about the gr great stuff you did. You know, in small sentences, what you did on that holiday. Go for it. Uh, so it was our fifteenth wedding anniversary. Uh, we went to Ireland. It was a dream trip for us. We'd never been really? there before, and we got to visit all across the country. Right, starting in Dublin, and went all around pretty much Southern Ireland and got them as just a lot of really cool towns a lot of really cool stuff it was a lot of fun okay how did you feel when you got home and you started sharing some of the stories some of the things you did with members of your family or other other you know, friends people that you know would be interested how did you feel when you shared those stories when you shared those moments excited um, you felt good, yeah. You felt good. good you felt excited. excited. Yeah. And so yeah. when you when you shared those moments, I'm sure I can even I even felt it now. I can even feel the energy. It was like good energy. It felt you can see that it was something that was genuinely good. You can hear it from your voice. You can hear it from the way you said things. You even smile. There was a smile smile coming through as well, and that I could hear and see through. I could feel that through the voice as well. So if I, we won't do it right now, but if we were to think of a, a time, a moment that was really, you know, the complete opposite where you went somewhere and it was, it was just dreadful, terrible, everything went wrong and a really stressful time in your, in your life, let's say, if you was to talk about that right now, I'm looking at you right now and I'm sure there's probably something you're thinking about. And that's often when we say these things, <laughs> we think about those things. So even just by thinking about them, so I have no idea, Greg, what you're, what's in your mind, and that's okay. But just, but I'm sure there's something in there when I said a, a really bad moment that maybe popped up. Just by thinking about that, your 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 expressions and your 
demeanor and your presence, it switches. And if I was, if you were to start talking about that right now, I would hear that in your voice. I would hear how, I would hear that. I would, I would see it, I would feel it. So, so really these emotions by, by actually thinking of the emotions really helps you kind of hit the tone, mm. even if you're not there yet. So even if you know, oh, you know, I'm really nervous. I'm not feeling great. I'm, you know, I'm, I've got the, the anxiety starting to, to, to rise and you're about to start your speech. You're about to present. And you know, at the beginning of your presentation, it has to be perhaps energetic or get, you know, really get their attention, really get somebody to, to listen to you. All you have to do is start thinking about that emotion, go straight to the emotion you want people to feel. Once you start doing that, then your, your, your whole tone of how you sound, how you move and how you come across will be, it will be connected with that emotion and the tone and they'll feel that tone. Yeah. So it's all about labeling, identifying the tone and, 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 you know, you can do that in, in many ways. You can say it out loud, you can write it down. You can do just something that will help you remember the tone remember that remember that emotion yeah. and by doing that um it really does help you share the tone in the right way but also helps you remember the words because as i say we remember feelings and emotions far stronger than we do our words yeah and, and i love that i think it's so much easier and maybe more organic than uh, you know let me remember to emphasize this word in this way or let me raise my pitch here so it's not like a question it makes them curious if I just remember in this section, I want them to be really curious about what's coming. I can kind of just evolve myself into that instead of worrying specifically about how I address each specific word, which I think is really interesting. Related to that, you know, we talked a good bit about stories. So I'd love to just ask you about how, how can we tell more effective stories as speakers? Yeah, great, great question. Um, storytelling, stories are really important. And that, you know, that is all based on uh, many, many small things, but main one is emotion. Uh -huh. So hitting emotion gets people to listen, gets people to, to prick up their ears and they want to listen. And stories are, uh, are often created around the fact that we as humans, we want to listen or we want to find out about other humans. <laughs> we are always intrigued about other humans Let, let's say okay so if i if i was to share with you right now um sort of data and information about about uh i don't know about croatia i live in croatia i'm in, in split on the south coast so if i was to talk about croatia facts information it could be interesting maybe not um and there you go but if i was to say to you okay i'm going to tell you now let me tell you what i what I did this morning. I'll tell you what I did this morning before, uh, before I had my breakfast. Something, something funny happened to me. Something surprising happened to me this morning just after I got up. I'll tell you right now. Boom. Well, actually nothing happened to, nothing at all happened to me surprisingly this morning, apart from what I usually do, which is not surprising. However, just but just the fact of sharing the idea of things you did things people you met where you went something about you or somebody else we're kind of intrigued 
And so the more intrigued we are, the more we want to listen and the more we become engaged. So it's, it's a question of wrapping that, you know, data, figures, ideas, wrapping that around with, with stories. So we, you know, we are, you know, programmed to listen to, to what other people have to say about other people. We, we're intrigued to know about other people. So it's a question of kind of wrapping data, ideas, information within stories and that kind of sends messages to our brain that, okay, we should be listening to this. We can't help it. I mean, stories do that. So again, with the, with the data and information, often, often when we're selling, for example, in a, in a sales environment, sharing information about how good something is, how great something is, the product itself, the service, and, and, and sort of throwing information out doesn't always work but if you think of it in a different way think of sharing a story okay so that's that story you're sharing that story and then you're almost like bringing people in into the world of that product that service or what you're trying to to share and getting people interested so stories kind of like they attract rather than data and information which often um, does the opposite interesting it can be powerful to combine the two right have a couple really strong data points but obviously the more important thing is the story the story is what they'll remember the emotion is what they will remember so speaking of stories a couple more questions i'd like to ask everybody who i have on the show right uh, somewhat story related at least the first one is so i really believe in the power of conversations right to change the trajectory that you might take in your life so i always like to ask the guests on my show if there's one conversation you can point to in your life that had a really big impact on the direction that you ended up taking. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, when I was, this was about 10 years ago, and uh, I'd already been presenting quite a bit and, and, and hosting different different um, conferences and events. Not too many, just locally. And somebody just, somebody asked me, listen, I, I want to do what you do. And I asked him, what, what do I do? What, what do I do? Cause at that, at that stage, it wasn't, it wasn't really a career. It wasn't something that, it wasn't something that I saw me doing as a career. It was just, you know, I'd help people out and, and uh, happy to do it and quite confident on stage and feeling, feeling confident on stage as somebody who presents events, nothing more than that no more confident than anyone else, just in that particular sphere on stage, I, I felt good. Somebody asked me, listen, I, I, I want you to help me. A gentleman a lot older than me, a lot more knowledgeable than me, probably more intelligent than me. <laughs> and he said to me, listen, you, you, you've got a, a, a skill. You've got something that I haven't got. You've got something that I would like to have. And I, I want you, I want someone like you to share that with me and help me. And at that point I felt, you know, I thought to myself, you know, okay. I mean, it's, it's always good when somebody, when you help, when you give, when you help somebody, yeah. When you're helping somebody move forward, if it, it always feels good, especially when they, they show gratitude as well. So he was already telling me, you know, he, 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 he was already praising me for something that I didn't really at the time feel it was something that should be praised and then he's he's asking me to do something 
that would really help him move forward. Somebody who was, again, somebody who was far down the line in his career, further than me, more established, more, more credibility, earns more money. I mean, you know, everything was completely different. But he, you know, he, he wanted to improve in a certain area and he came to me to do it. And from that moment, it was like, I felt, you know, well, we, we worked together. I helped him move forward. And it kind of gave me the, the confidence to say to myself, well, hey, I, I can, well, you know, why can't I help someone else? Then slowly others came to me, asked me if I could help them, if I could help them feel more confident and, and grow and, and look and show up well on a stage, or pitch well, or do a talk well, sound good. So all these things, you know, again, told me, I, I kind of, it was almost like a switch. You know, if I can help this guy, what, why can't I help any, anyone else? And that only, that only happened because he came to me. So I wasn't looking for this. He came, he came to me. And it's funny how we, we you know, conversations with people randomly, unexpectedly can help us change something, how we feel about ourselves, which can actually take us on a different direction, which is what happened with this gentleman. Absolutely. And if you don't have that conversation, you maybe take a completely different path, you know, who knows? So it's definitely, it's, well, it's fascinating. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think you're so, right, Greg. Second question. If you think about your journey so far and all that you've accomplished, if you could have had one skill and more abundance, that would have made it much easier for you. What would that skill have been from a communication? Yeah, I'll answer that really quickly and I can say it straight away. And through this conversation I've had with you, it's, it's, it's brought that up to the forefront at confidence. My confident, my, my own self, uh, self worth, my own confidence, you know, you know, the story in my head about myself. Mm -hmm. It wasn't great. It wasn't great before. It's not, it's by, it's not great now. It's not great now. It's, it's good. And I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm very comfortable in the work I do, but you know, many areas of my life as well. I'm not, it's not great, but I'm working on, I'm working on those areas. I'm more aware of myself. And, and I suppose through this job, through the job I do, I coach others or try to help others be more aware of themselves, which helps me a hell of a lot in, in what I'm doing. So, so yeah, um, I think the, the, the confidence level is good now, but, but, but younger, my younger days, early career, no. And I wished I, I wished I had all of this sort of shift shifted earlier in my career. Um, and I would have got it, would have got it earlier. And that's essentially what you're trying to help your clients do now, right? I'm trying to help them shorten that gap, I think from wherever they're at to the level of confidence that's going to help them be a much more effective speaker. So I think you're that, right. That's you're right, Greg. And I think everybody who helped do that maybe helps you get a little closer as well. At least that's been my experience. Um, helping people with similar challenges that I'm struggling with always helps me take a little bit of a step in the right direction. So last question for you, who's the best communicator that you know, alive or dead, you can know of them or know them personally. And why do you say that about them? That's a really good question and a really tough one because there's you know so many great communicators and so many different ways of communicating and being engaging and you know the, the people that are you know have, are, are communicators by profession, great at what they do, 
and that's one thing but remember you know any you know people that are have you know just started out on their career or just like teenagers or you know it doesn't matter what you do where you're from you know how much money you earn uh, the title of you know the title of your profession or your job doesn't doesn't matter anybody can communicate really really well anybody can can learn the tools learn the learn the small ideas and the notions and the experience and the practice doing all that together you can communicate well which is a misconception i think a lot of people think okay people that are really good communicators let's say certain politicians and celebrities people who are keynote speakers uh, who get paid to do this around the world you know th these are all people that weren't ne necessarily well they weren't they weren't born with these skills these are all skills we acquire and we learn we can do them when we're young or we can do them when we're when we're my age or age or even older it doesn't matter so everyone everyone has a chance so but going back to your going back to the answer are oh, really difficult do you watch it's a show online it's youtube and it's called the behavior panel no but it sounds you intriguing it's great yeah it's it's basically four body language experts these are these are the top four body language experts in the world um a guy called chase hughes a gentleman called mark bowden a british british guy who lives in canada another guy called greg and a, um one other chap and together it's fascinating they over uh, over about 60 minutes or so each every two or three weeks online they unpack a video about body language so they they unpack what they see what they feel little things they've noticed and together they sh they share those little you know nuggets of juicy ideas of of body language what it means what it could mean how they feel about things and so i think those those four if, if you haven't seen this anyone should i think you should if you're interested any just even a little bit interested in in body language in 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 how we say things stand our voice movement presenting all these things coming to play in in this uh in the these episodes so uh, behavior panel uh, on youtube and those four guys are fantastic they're you know they're again some of them work with the fbi some of them worked in the military interrogation negotiation uh, business world presentation skills body language working with you know top top uh, politicians around the world they know their stuff they really know their stuff so um check that out and uh, and i would say you know these these certainly these four are, 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 are top of their game in terms of identifying the signals in communication very cool we'll definitely check that out so i really appreciate your time today i think tremendous value for the audience and all sorts of different areas related to speaking where can the audience find you connect with you learn more about your coaching services yeah really simple i think the best place is uh, is linkedin find me on linkedin you know send a little note to say that you've listened to this podcast um yeah link up uh, you never know when we may be collaborating together um you can have a look at everything i'm doing got lots of videos lots of uh, ideas and and tips as well a new audio course is coming up very shortly bite-sized tips about 30 35 little bite-sized three four five minute um files all about how to use your voice better for anybody who values what their voice can do 
in, in, sure. in any career. So we've got that and lots of other things as well. So LinkedIn. Very cool. And you do coach globally, right? So you, you live in Croatia, but you work all around the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I work through Zoom. <laughs> well, it's called Zoom Worldwide. That is my portal <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> As it is for me. Yeah. And no, I mean, before the, before the pandemic, yeah, um, it was, um, yeah, lots of, lots of traveling and lots of uh, flying to, to, to different events and, and, uh, and people who needed uh, my services forced now naturally to, to do this all online. So you can do this virtually. Um, and then when, when things get better, um, hopefully we can do it face to face because there's nothing like, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, nothing like the the connection you have when you're in the same room with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From a business perspective, I've always been a big fan of traveling and meeting in person when possible. Um, so absolutely agree with you on that. Just kind of good things happen. You develop much better relationships, and it's just uh, it's a more powerful connection. So it, it's great. Uh, but hey, I want to appreciate, I want to say thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for all the value that you've delivered to the audience. And guys, if you're looking to improve upon your public speaking skills or how you're showing up or how you're presenting or, or maybe your next investor pitch, definitely reach out to Peter. He, he's a great guy. Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the communication nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.